Yes, good evening, everybody. Once again, it's the Reentry Connect podcast with Keenan Hudson. Yes, yes, we're doing it again. But most importantly, it's just definitely teaching people about the art of survival. The art of survival. Yes, get anybody to tune in that you know of. Um, this is very important, especially for those who are reentering society. Um, and I'll get right into it. You know, coming home, you have nothing. But however, because though we live in the United States of America, they do have something that's called public assistance. Uh, most people ask, well, how am I going to eat or how am I going to survive? But the first thing is, you can always apply, again, for the public assistance. This is an SS card that I had uh, years ago when I first came home back in 2016. And I'm quite sure a lot of people, especially in the urban community, can relate to what the access card is. Um, the access card uh, gives you access to purchase food. You know, um, usually when you come home, they give you emergency funds. Uh, you do have to apply for SNAP benefits, um, telling your situation, you know, where you come from and things like that. reason why I chose the topic about artist survival tonight was because most people have that instinct and well i can't even say most people some people have the instinct of artist survival um like when i explain my situation of me coming home not coming home to a family um i didn't have mommy and daddy to run to as i as i, as I state all the time so i had to exhaust every every remedy period so with that being said, what I had to do was I had to go online and apply for the SNAP benefits. Um, I had to get my food stamps. So food stamps um, actually carried me a good long way. Of course, until the paperwork went through that I started working and things like that. But even if I didn't get public assistance or you know, access to any food stamps, I still had a mindset to say, hey, listen, I know I'm not going to eat for free, so I have to get a job. So by no means am I telling you to come out and not search for a job and just automatically apply for public assistance and that, oh, they're going to give you Medicaid or Medicare, whatever the case may be, and some food stamps for you to lay back and chill on. I feel as though that in any event, whenever you're applying for public assistance, it should be a temporal thing. You shouldn't want to rely on something like that throughout your duration of living life. If that's your ultimate goal is to survive off of the government, you pretty much are blank brainless. Like you're not really applying yourself to life. You're not really trying to push yourself in any type of way. So I believe that even if they do give you the food stamps and you do find a job, I believe you shouldn't try to play the system the whereas you're trying to hide behind the job and not report that you're getting the food stamps because then now you're being greedy. Now you're scared that you can't um, survive life by yourself, you know, off of the income you're getting. And in some, in some instances, they may not uh, take your food stamps if, if you get employed, if your wages are correct. You know, I know that when I came home, I was, uh, I think I had my job, my first job was probably like $8 an hour. Um, 
$8 an hour, uh, was just above minimum wage, but it was okay. Um, I think they did chop my food stamps a little bit because, yeah, they can do that. They'll chop it. Even if you are making $8 an hour, they did chop my food stamps. But it was still, like, at first it was probably about, like, $250 or something like that. And then when they did chop it, it was, like, $26, you know, because I, I had earned income that was coming in. Um, but, again, going back to the mindset thing, I didn't allow myself to be conformed to that. You still got to go. You still got a pot of work. Yes, you can have your access card all day. Um, and, of course, attached with this, you can also apply for your health benefits, you know, your health care, which is cool. It's, it's all right. I'm not, I'm not saying you can't. It should be a, a guide to just get on your feet. But the minute you become complacent, the minute you become um, just reliant on public assistance, you might as well consider yourself a lazy bum. I hate to say it that way, but you're a lazy bum. If you're willing, able, and ready to do things, you know, when you're coming out, but then you decide to just pause and step on the brakes, you know, you might as well consider yourself a lazy bum. And it's not cool. You know, um, for the most part, it's always as a, you got to look at it as, as if it is a head start. It's a head start, getting you back in line, getting you on track. Um, it should be a part of your plan. Um, and again, this, these plans can relate to individuals that are incarcerated, those individuals that are even out here. As I have here on my desk, I actually have an actual re-entry plan that I made back in 2016, right? It was actually called, this is what I named it. I named it the Self-Coach Reentry Plan by Keena Hudson. Now, mind you, I made this back when I was in prison in the library. I went to the library. I typed all these pages up. I had something like this I had to present before the board before I came out. Right? I had to present this. I'm talking about from dealing with employment, dealing with budgeting, um, dealing with home planning, um, and also backup planning, dealing with schooling. You know, I even had a uh, table of content that I dealt with that I had to present as well. Table of content, showing all the necessary steps that I was going to take once I got out. Um, as I mentioned all the time, were things subject to change? Yes. Did things change at times? Yes. But for the most part, a lot of the main guidelines and a lot of the main steps that I took all followed through with suit, especially when it came to the public housing, especially when it came to the SNAP benefits, especially when um, when you can, you know, you could go other places. Now, that's just one. That's just one part of our survival. Another part of our survival is they have plenty of food shelters in Philadelphia. They have plenty of food shelters in other states as well, other cities as well. Um, I'm unsure of how um, everybody's state works, you know, the type of um, regulations, the type of guidelines you have to do to apply. But listen, you have churches everywhere. You, a lot of churches do have food, food pantries. So I'm just really expressing to you all that there's no ifs, ands, or buts. 
for you to say that, oh, I'm I'm starving, I'm hungry, I don't got no food, feed the kids, I don't have this, that. No, it's an art of survival. You can go out to these food banks, you can pick up groceries, because they're everywhere. You got full abundance, you got, um, like I said, it's, there's so many different food shelters. There's shelters as well, you know, that provide a bunch of food. You know, there's soup kitchens that you can go to. But I knew, and I said, I put in my mind that I would never allow myself to go hungry out here because it's too much out here to survive off on. You know? So, again, one of the first tips, go ahead and apply for your SNAP benefits. Worst case scenario, second tip, you can go ahead to a food shelter. All right? Now, I'm, I'm going to provide all these tips that you can utilize versus relying on family. I understand family will feed you. Don't get it twisted. Majority of families will feed you. There's no doubt in my mind. However, that shouldn't be your only source that you should rely on. It shouldn't be the first source at that. I mean, that give you a home-cooked meal and things like that, but at the same time, you're not a kid no more. You're a grown man. You're a grown woman. You can't expect people to just, oh, spoon-feed you give you things that uh, you should be working for. You're taking food out of their fridge. You know what I'm saying? So it's a lot of things to recognize and really focus on, you know, when you're coming home. Okay, I see uh, Jessica. Thank you so much. I see you. All right. Then we have Ms. Lisa here. So, Rob, very impressive. Your motivation, dedication to yourself and others is amazing. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Um, yeah, and that's what I, that's what I'm here for. That's what the Reentry Connect podcast is for. The Reentry Connect podcast is to bring awareness, is to share resources, is to help those who are in bondage and those who are not in bondage, those who are incarcerated, those who are not incarcerated. My main focus and objective is to help, is to lend that helping hand. And again, it's in all different types of sectors. It's not just due to reentry. I mean, I have multiple gifts. I, there's different things that I can do. Um, however, my main objective is to share and to enlighten individuals that do need help, to enlighten individuals that do need that extra um, hand. Because I understand what it is for you to come home and for people to close the door in your face. I understand what it is to come home and people will look down on you like you some type of miscreant. I understand what it is to come home and to walk in the snow. I understand what it is to come home and to get on public transportation. Again, the art of survival. Get to it by any means necessary. I knew that, and this is a story I'll share. When I was in prison, I said, I said to myself, and this is before I knew about the extreme extent to entrepreneurship and making your money work for you or residual income and things like that, right? But I said to myself, I said, listen, if you go home and decide to just rely on a job, I said, you're a fool. Because by any means, right? How is a job, right, going to just support? And it can support you. But how is a job going to sustain you when you have to get a lot of things going in life, right? So to come up with that solution, what I did, I started learning music, right? 
because for one, I knew that music uh, was very lucrative because it would never go out of style, right? And two, I knew that you could get compensated for music playing at different venues. You get music playing at different um, uh, churches and things like that. You can, I can even teach it, read it, write it, um, play it by ear. But I knew it would be lucrative for future, right? But don't get it twisted. Don't say, oh, because you just got that gift. Mind you, I learned that gift in prison. I tell people that all the time, I learned it in there. But I put in the work to get to that point. You see what I'm saying? It wasn't something I learned as a kid, but I knew that that was going to be one. That was one thing. It was music I learned. Two, I learned how to do plumbing because I was in the plumbing shop. So I learned the plumbing. I understood the ins and outs, the wax range, the toilets. You know, you know, I understood the vacuum breakers. I understood a lot of different things. So these are like trades and skills that I desire, that I desire to acquire during my time of incarceration. So, again, that's just the name, too. Then I, and I got other trades. Custodial maintenance. Custodial maintenance allowed me to understand how to buff, strip, and wax floors. How many banks need their, their floors stripped strip and wax? You know, how many institutions need their um, floors stripped and wax? You know, how many daycares need their floors stripped, clean, and waxed? So these were some of the thought processes that I had when I was incarcerated because I know that I was going to have to have multi-streams, multi-streams eventually. But again, I still had to have that heart of survival, that art of survival. All right. Most people want to be lazy. Most people don't want to get out of bed. Most people want to wake up late. Most people want to get to work late and try to leave super early and still expect to get a paycheck. That's not how life works. That's not how life works. Life works as you got to work to the sweat of your brow. To the sweat of your brow. If you don't work, you don't eat. Same with entrepreneurship. Don't think that entrepreneurship, oh, every, everything's fine and dandy. No, businesses struggle too. So don't get it twisted. You see people, yeah, I got my business. Uh, yeah, I got my business card and all that. No, businesses struggle too. You just can't see the inside. You can see the outside look very glamorous. But entrepreneurs struggle too. I'll be the first to attest to that. That's just real talk. But going back, I appreciate everybody tuning in to the Reentry Connect podcast. I see some of the comments here. Thank you, Mr. John Jeffrey. Said hi, um, Kenny. Said good info. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Um, you also say here, let's talk at some point. Thanks. Yeah, no problem, Mr. John. Always willing to connect. You know, and that's another thing. Understanding how to connect with the right people. Remember, your network is your net worth. You know, he may have been a person years ago. He probably was a person that had a food pantry where I could have got groceries from my house. You know, I could have got groceries from my home. Just making a good connection. Hey, I, I, I you know, you got to put pride to the side. That's one of the top things that people always deal with is pride. 
Pride comes before the fall, if you did not know. Pride will put you in a low place. Pride will make, will make you starve. Pride will allow you to be at wit's end and not know what to do with yourself. Pride will lead to depression. Pride can lead to a lot of things. That's why it's something that you should really push it aside because it's, 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 it's really a bad state to be in. Being prideful, being boastful. You know, I believe that a lot of times people should be discreet um, about what they have. You know, some people may try to gloat over people uh, because they may be in a better situation. But little do you know, you know, you reap what you sow. You know, you should never uh, look down upon anybody and you should never try to belittle people because that same situation can come back right around to you. A lot of people call it karma. A lot of people say what goes around comes around. But I believe it's what you reap what you sow. So whatever you put in the life, that's what you're going to get out. If you put your good heart out there, hey, you're going to get a good hearts back. You know, if you plant that seed, let's believe that that harvest is going to be plentiful. You know, so it becomes a different perspective um, when, when you look at it. Like I say, again, the art of survival. Not saying the art of survival is return back to your old ways where you got to stick up people. Not the art of survival is, oh, I got to get it any, any way I can get it. I got to steal out of store. No, not steal out of store. If anything, I, I believe even if you go to a store and you ask, hey, can I ha have something? I don't have any money. I believe that the people will probably buy it for you. Because we know what it is to struggle out here. We know what it is to have $5 to your name. You know? But at the same time, you never want to resort back to old bad habits. You know, you don't never want to get to the point where you're scared to ask somebody for a lending hand, that you, you go back to your addictions. You go back to the habits that once landed you in a predicament before you came home. So these type of things um, are always supposed to take into account. Um, again, I share these things to just make people aware, to encourage people. Because again, not one time when I came home, did I go hungry, right? And I say that because, again, it wasn't because, oh, somebody was giving me something. No. I had the art of survival, right? Um, I had food stamps, which were provided. And if I didn't have the food stamps, I would have went to a soup kitchen. I would have went to a, uh, again, I would have went to a, um, I went to a food pantry a couple times. You know, and there was times where I really didn't even need the food pantry items, right? But I went and stacked up on them anyway. Why? Just in case if somebody did need food or did need something, especially not the parish of items and stuff that was in Kansas, things like that, I can easily pass them off to people. Yo, do you need X, Y, Z? You know, there's many organizations that's always passing things out. All right? So first, I gave you the first tip. Go apply for SNAP or welfare benefits. Two, I told you, you could go and look for a job. Sustain yourself. 
be able, you could probably work at restaurants or something like that where you could probably eat for free, get your belly filled for free. Third, you can ask your family for something. Your family don't mind cooking for you, but you ain't got to be no freeloader. You know, at least bring something to the table. Like, hey, listen, can you cook something? I'll pay you a little something. Stand the third. That won't hurt. You won't be a bother to them. But just know how to survive. All right? Four. Plenty of soup kitchens. Plenty of banquet halls. Plenty of, of pantries. Churches. Organizations. Help feed the children. All this stuff is out here. It's a load of resources, load of resources. That's why I'm encouraging um, everybody to continue, you know, um, to not be lazy, to continue to constantly get up on your feet, to continue to, to not set, not accept um, complacency as, as an actual, um, complacency as an actual answer. It's not it. It's not it. You know what I mean? Got to get up, got to get out, got to do things. Okay, I see Mr. Roddy. Yes, sir. Salute to you, too. Appreciate it. Yes, indeed. So, feel free, y'all. If y'all ever got any questions, uh, if you ever got any concerns uh, concerning uh, reentry or anything, you know, like some tips on how to survive, on how to, um, especially for, and even, even though, even if you may be watching and you've never been incarcerated, you may know somebody. Right, I've been getting calls like all weekend and even on um, all last week and this week. You may know somebody that's probably struggling. You may know somebody that may not have too much. Um, you may know somebody that might be going through some drug addiction. You know, so part of what the Reentry Connect podcast is about is about spreading awareness, helping people, provide resources. You know, even if even if I don't specialize in that certain resource, I know people that probably will because I know a lot of people, right? Like I said, whether it be drug addiction, whether it be um, any type of abuse, alcohol abuse, um, even if you're going through some type of emotional pain, mental health, um, there's some therapists I know. Uh, you'll be seeing them on, on the lives pretty soon. Um, if you are getting abused or something, there's some um, counselors and things like that that uh, and different hotlines that I can share. Um, so always uh, feels though that you can reach out um, or set a call uh, because that wouldn't be an issue. But just know that it's to keep people informed. A lot of people think, oh, this is for people that's coming out of prayer. There's people in jail. Yeah, part of it is, but you can still be helped. You can still be in prison out here in the world in your mind. You can still be in bondage in your mind. You can be living as free as free as all outdoors. But you can still be in bondage. If you didn't know that, you could be depressed, down and out. Nothing to do, don't know where to turn. You can still be helped. You know, I tell people all the time, don't think just because you got a little couple of dollars or just because you got everything, everything is cool right now. But it can come a time where tables will turn on you. Tables are turning. you like that. What happened? Hold up. I thought I was on top of the world. Yeah, you thought so. Until life caught up with you. You know? So, again, y'all, I'm not here, you know, be on here all day, all night. 
It's all good. Just want to spread that awareness. Again, going through, uh, remember, public assistance is very key. Um, for artists, part of order survival, get with family, food pantries. Um, again, that SS card, yeah, it could be, it could be really, it could be a really good thing. It could be a really good thing at the beginning. You know, we file, you put, you, you stack that refrigerator up, you put your cold cut, especially you got to know how to cook. I know a lot of people don't know how to cook, but you got to stack your refrigerator up, get your, get your, get your cold cut, you get your, uh, your meats, your chickens. You know, you get uh, you get all them items. Even if you're not going to cook them, the chicken and stuff, keep that stuff in the freezer. Let it stay there. One day you'll cook it. You know, get your get your bread. You get your essentials. You know, you get your um, your eggs and your milk and things like that. Sort of almost the same way you survive in prison, going to the child hall every day. That's all right, but don't stay there though. Don't stay complacent. Don't stay complacent. With health benefits and 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 well, excuse me, not health benefits, but uh, food stamp benefits. Don't stay complacent there. Go out and get a job. Get something that's going to sustain you in the long run. All right. So without further ado, y'all, I'm not going to um, uh, keep y'all long. I appreciate it, uh, Miss Johnson. Thank you so much. She says keep pushing that good information. Thank you so much. I really do. Really do appreciate that. Yeah, I know that. Um, yeah, this is what I try to do. I try to keep people informed, push the information, let people know. Listen, this is what it is. This is just real talk. This is just real talk. Um, saying some real things, real situations. Um, be expecting a lot more guests, a lot of other people uh, that's coming with some good information. Um, again, this is going to be like a resource center. You know, soon it's going to be a location where you guys can walk in, you know, women can walk in, you know, different counselors, people that's there for you, time of need, maybe uh, able to form a crisis line, you know, so there's some major, major key pointers out here, you know, so again, thank you everybody for all your support. I'm going to get ready to close for now. Um, It's been a good little podcast here. Um, y'all could drop y'all, you know, drop them hundreds in the chat, you know, drop some checks in the chat, showing that it's good information. Um, but nonetheless, I'm going to get ready to go ahead and end this live. I appreciate everybody tuning in, but until next time, you guys have a wonderful rest of your day, rest of your evening, and I'll see you guys tomorrow. All right. So y'all take care. All right. Peace. All right. Thanks, Mr. Rodney. Appreciate it, y'all. All right. Take care.